Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Um, well, the, the coup continues. It's just it's me, Adam, here with Scott. Hello. Adam. Hello. I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And Emma. Hello. How are you? Mm, I'm here. <laughs> Chilly. You're here. Okay. Aiming high. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm present. What more do you want? Yeah. Next. <laughs> Move along. Yes, sir. So... Chris isn't here, so there's been no organisation. This is gonna gonna show as this as this pod moves on. There's also been international football, which means um, between the three of us, we've watched 45 minutes of football in the last week. Uh, I watched the penalty shootout after the pod last Thursday, and that's all I watched. Okay, so that doesn't that doesn't even count as minutes. <laughs> I'm not even convinced I can claim 45, but I'm going to go for 45. Um, oh, so I'm at zero. Emma's at a solid zero, so I'm contributing all of these, which could be a problem. Zero is a percent. <laughs> zero is a percent. Um, however, that doesn't mean that the Premier League hasn't been giving us lots of exciting um, breaking news, has it, Scott? No, you've got... No, we no. have had the, intro- the attempted introduction of Project Restart, a... Um, a Trojan horse of an idea presented by the bright minds of Manchester United and the even greater, purer, um, noble minds of Liverpool Football Club. How long did this last? We can get to that. We can get to that. <laughs> um, so this was an idea for the Premier League, um, which eventually was part of a rescue package. Uh, we have to. You have to talk. We haven't got it in front of me, Scott. So we have to pick pieces together ourselves. What was it? It was two hundred fifty million pounds to the football league. Yes. A hundred million pounds as a a sort of uh, a bribe to the FA to look the other way. But let's call it what it is. Um, so we can say but, hush, hush money. <laughs> I believe the consequences of it were that, or the things they wanted were. Um, a reduction of 18 teams in the Premier League, the dis- um, the removal of the Community Shield, possibly the, the removal of the League Cup, at least the exclusion of the European teams in in being entered into the League Cup, um, a change to promotion and relegation. So they wanted two teams automatically and then the third team in the Premier League would be part of a sort of like Bundesliga style playoff. I I wouldn't mind that. That'd be pretty cool. Well, so far, I'll put it out there, I've not said anything that I disagree with. No, that's a pretty good idea. 
here's the here's the um the detail that they tried to hide a little bit was um a consolidation of power which would mean that instead of the Premier League being a a one vote per club deal and a I think it was a 14 team requirement for votes to pass it was going to move to a majority of a group of essential essentially super shareholders which would have been the nine longest serving Premier League clubs at any one time so that's going to be what Everton Arsenal so it was the top six yeah Everton obviously <laughs> you're getting um, in there yeah never been relegated so it's going to definitely be us uh, um Chelsea are they Chelsea part of the top, top six, six. Dig for me. I apologise. <laughs> uh, I think West Ham and Newcastle might have been them, which suggests that you can still get relegated quite recently and be okay. Um, Crystal Palace won't be far from that group, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, and that uh, they could pass rules um, with a majority of them, so you, it, it would have meant that six teams on their own could have the big six on their own could make decisions for the Premier League. Um, some of those were going to be the, the ability to block uh, ownership changes. Um, I can't remember what else. So I'm just, uh, I'm just, I was broadly. I was. Oh, sorry, Scott. You got. I'm, just, I'm just looking at the proposals. So as you said, Premier League cut from 20 teams to 18, with the Championship, League One, and League Two each retaining the 24 teams. Will that make it 90? Yeah. If my, my, yeah. If, if my maths is correct. <laughs> sorry. Uh, bottom two teams for, um, get relegated in the 16th place will join the championship playoffs league cup and community shield abolished parachute payment scrapped what do you think about that um, the p- parachute payments are an odd thing because they allow a degree of planning that allows gives promoted teams an additional chance to be competitive when they come mm. to the Premier League. Yeah. However, they then act as a huge counterbalance to any sort of form of um, competitiveness when a team gets prom- relegated, relegated because they yeah. have resources yeah. way beyond those of any other team in they're competing with. And you see that a lot of, of the in-vogue strategy for a lot of teams has actually been recently has been to come up, live within your means, get relegated, go down, rebuild and come up stronger yep. with parachute payments and then have a second dig at the Premier League. Um, Amber, is there any sort of... Sim- like, Considering you guys didn't like to share revenue fairly, I can't imagine that you have parachute <laughs> payments. It's a share between Barcelona and Real Madrid, isn't it? No, yeah. we don't have parachute payments. You just, is there just nothing? Not that I... My team's never been relegated since... Welcome to my world. <laughs> since not something... Well, you know, not for a long... Yeah, it's not something that I, I, I don't think we do. I mean, I don't... Some of that stuff is pretty reasonable. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting rid of the League Cup and the... Absolutely not. Shield. No, Absolutely not. Get rid of both. I, I actually reckon you could get rid of the Community Shield, put out no press announcement, and 80% of football fans wouldn't even realise it had gone. Mm-hmm. 
I'm also it's, not against. I'm, I'm also not against the reduction of teams in the Premier League either. It's not a bad idea to restructure everything from Premier League down. I mean, everything needs fewer teams in it in England. I mean, there's going to be fewer teams anyway because a lot of them are going to go bust because of <laughs> coronavirus. Well, but that's the irony to this deal, right, Scott? Is that this deal would stop them going bust or would it is 250 million pounds enough um i did see simon jordan say something it could be enough just to save them and just keep them by until the end of the season but if what we're going through at the moment lasts a little bit longer and what (laughs) what boris said i didn't he say normalization couldn't hit the uk until next july this is going to be like a sticking plaster yeah. <laughs> on a machete wound. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's something needs to be seriously looked at. I did see earlier today that um, the EFL have rejected a bid already. Well, we'll move on to that. Okay, so, sorry. <laughs> I jumped um, the gun. Sorry. I mean, you've oh, both seen what the, the coronavirus has done to Barcelona's finances. Our debt has doubled because I of mean, that. One of the biggest, like, <laughs> most cash-generating football clubs in the world. Yeah, so imagine yeah. a team in League Two might suffer. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, um, I will say this. So, but... hold on. So, I'm trying to think about those agreements we talked about. So, uh, like Emma said, need, need, need for your clubs. And I did get into it a little bit with the, the guys in our, our biggest man on the post chat because though everyone was apart from pretty much me and Ali, were quite anti these um, these sentiments. And I essentially said, well, you guys are in danger of having your cake and eating it here because you guys sit here and talk about how shit some of the, how you perceive some of the teams at the bottom of the Premier League to be. And we're saying, hey, why don't we get rid of the two worst ones? And then you're like, no, I can't do that because we always used to do things this way. Except we didn't, though, did we? Because the Premier League used to be 24 teams. 24 teams, then it got down to 20. Um, we can have change. <clears throat> From a Premier League perspective, or a Premier League fan, like the the consolidation of power, the, basically handing the reins and the power to the teams at the top, is the bit that I'm more uncomfortable with. Um, even if I even if I have to, have to accept that Everton are one of those teams. <laughs> But we very much would have been, still would have been sort essentially the turkey vote. We would have been, not the turkey vote for Christmas, what would we have been? We would have been, uh, we'd have been like the um, like the character Samuel Jackson plays in um, Django Unchained. Well, we're still effectively a slave, but we're pretending that we're being treated, <laughs> treated like a normal person. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> And, and Django hates us. He thinks we're the worst. That's true. Right. Because we're looking down on them and really we're no better than them. Um, which isn't true. We are better than them. This happening in Spain, but it probably kind of already does. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to not believe that La Liga is not managed by Florentino Perez. Well, the, the, the thing is that in, in Spain, right, is that sort of You've ironically moved to you've moved closer towards a more 
equitable model that essentially the Premier League had, but you're still not quite there. But so you're coming at it the other way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's give them some power, but not too much power. Um, let's let's not let's not ruin a good thing, guys. Like <laughs> we're all making lots of money, aren't we? Aren't we, Levante? Aren't we? Come on, Ibar. <laughs> um, that bit. I'm a little bit against. I'm very against the um, the ability to uh, control ownership. I'm mm. not saying that ownership doesn't maybe need control and looking at, but I think that that would maybe needs to be independent of people who might have um, who have skin in the game of maybe not wanting uh, teams that have less resources than them to maybe be able to match them f- for resources. Mm-hmm. How do you, you feel, Scott, as a fan of a team outside of the Premier League? Scared. <laughs> yeah, um, our manager said in the week. Um, well, hold on. Sorry, what we should what we should say is this one. So this then there was obviously a lot of outrage. There's, there's been some votes. Um, yeah, this might shock you, Emma. So I told you that. Um, the idea was um, presented by um, Liverpool and Manchester United. And when it was announced, supposedly had the agreement of all of the top six and certain people at those clubs, I think, had come out in support of it or were at least sourced to be supportive of it. It went to a Premier League vote. I'm not sure how. What do you think the outcome of the vote was? 20 uh... teams. How many voted yes? Six of them? <laughs> no, 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 none of them, including what? the two. So the two that wrote it voted against their own suggestion. So it's not like the fourteen ninety five <laughs> from last week, which was nineteen one. <laughs> I don't think that makes sense in my head. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it's a oh, this has been a bit of a PR disaster. How do we distance ourselves from this? Don't vote. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's definitely not like the the pay per view stuff for last my week. Fa- my favourite part after this, though, Scott, was the Premier League voted it down, so it no longer exists. The Football League then decided to put it to the phone. Vote on something you're not being offered anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pretend we're in charge in this situation. Actually, you can't refuse to give us £250 million because we're turning it down. Down, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe now, I saw Now how do you feel as a scared Swindon Town fan? I... F- as Emma said, I do feel that there's not going to be hardly any clubs surviving. There will, if nothing's done, I've said this in weeks, 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 if nothing is done, big clubs in League One and League Two that have been around for hundreds of years are going to go bust, and it's scary. And something has to be done, and it has to be rectified, and it has to be done quickly, because clubs are not getting the matchday income that they would have done if there was no pandemic. Look, I'm a swimming fan. We're playing Sunderland this weekend. That would have been a sellout. That would have been a 15,000 sellout like with no COVID. Sunderland would have brought down to 2,800 to 3,000. They would have sold their allocation. That would have given Swindon a lot of money. They would have, I think they would have shared some of the gate receipts that they do with the away with the away support as well 
that's a lot of money going into a club. It's just, it's very scary being a football fan in, in for a League One or a League Two, and even lower in these times. So these these rules and regulations, essentially, rules and <laughs> effectively the effect that they had on the way I looked at it, the effect that they had on the lower leagues were. Um, it's slightly harder to get to the Premier League. And when you get there, it's slightly harder to stay there and yep. stay within budgets. Yeah. It's like, you you might have beyond, a challenge to get beyond there. That, beyond that, there's not a lot of difference, right? Apart from, oh, two of you are going to lose your professional status because the shrinking down would have meant that... The shrinking down actually forced teams out of the bottom tier... Not out just out of the Premier League. Um, we're already at 91 anyway. There's only going to be one. Mm. Macclesfield are what? So we're already at 90, right? Or yeah. Got... So it was 91. Then Macclesfield got relegated. Then they got ex- extinct from the National League and chucked out of the National League. And then they've been bought out. Extinct is so aggressive. I know. I'm <laughs> so sorry. It's so aggressive. Oh, I like it. Don't apologize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for it. <laughs> I just think... <laughs> they got chucked out of the National League, I think it was 12 days after getting relegated, and I think it was maybe 10 days before the season was supposed to start. And they've been bought out by, uh, by a consortium. By Robbie Savage. By Robbie Savage. Okay. Because <laughs> I know nothing more about it than that. No, nor do I. Because it's been international break, I think most of us on this podcast have literally not looked at the news about any football, apart from what's been happening in the last two days. And even then, it was only a brief glance. Yeah. (laughs) We have lives to live. I mean, we don't, but we try to pretend that we do. Yeah. So, yeah, so... That is the state of English football. That has then today caused Gary Neville to um, to come shut riding in on his white horse. I haven't seen or heard this, so I'm just going to sit back. This is relatively new news. I saw it sort of broke about six o'clock-ish, and I planned to watch Sky News. Sky Sports had a whole video and everything. I was going to watch it, and then... What happened? There was an incident with a nap. And... <laughs> so I will just fill you in from what I've got here on the BBC Sport website, which is former England defender Gary Neville, retired Olympian Denise Lewis, (laughs) and ex-Football Association chairman David Bernstein have combined to call for an independent regulation of English football to solve its crisis. Um, uh, Issued a manifesto called uh, uh, Manifesto for Change calling called Save Our Beautiful Game. Um, then it's slagging off Project Big Picture. Um, uh, right, so the manifesto put forward by others, football should, should have shown it, it, itself. <laughs> football has shown itself incapable of self-reform. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And they want independent regulators to to take charge. It outlined its core issues to be dealt with: financial disparity and unsustainability. A power structure that is fundamentally out of balance, the shortage of of um, 
BAME coaches and managers at the top level and general lack of diversity and the exploitation of clubs and fans. They feel like they're two different points, but okay. <laughs> um, uh, it says, if the, if the EPL is to perform its role as the pinnacle of the domestic game, its responsibilities and financial contribution to the wider game need to be more carefully defined. It also needs to be complemented by an effective and independent body to oversee the financial regulation of the game. The FA lacks the credibility and has proved itself largely ineffective as a governing body. It has not modernised and is not sufficiently independent. Okay. Wow. Um... There's going to be pictures of Gary Neville, like Che Guevara. Yeah. He's shooting from the hip there, isn't he? Viva la revolución. (laughs) I mean, he is a red. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, this is, like we said, this is relatively breaking news, and I'm trying to read an article while filtering out the good parts and not... Not just sitting here in silence for a couple of minutes, um, and I'm not the fastest reader in the world. The same. Um, it's fine. It doesn't feel like we've got lots of detail. Um, maybe that's fair enough at the moment because they are essentially calling for something. Um, it'd be interesting to see where this comes from, right? Who are they calling to do this? Because are they asking? Are they asking that? football itself to do it are they asking the government to step in and take control um from what i know of the british government they're not going to do that are they no that i i probably understand they don't don't care about football it's for the no plebs i think they want the premier league to do something and that's all well and good but they're not going to do anything no, about it, are they? It's, it's going to be a... it's, it's also the least conservative policy in the history yeah. of the world mm-hmm. um, it's okay the rich guys will take care of it <laughs> it's um, an interesting group of people What? why is does Denise Lewis own a football club no Denise Lewis does not own a football club I'm not quite sure there's a whole group actually if you want to see the wider group, clearly they picked the most interesting three. Who is part of the group putting this forward? David Bernstein, De- Gary Neville, Denise Lewis, Andy Burnham, who's the ma- the greater the mayor for Greater Manchester. Manchester. yeah. David Davies, former FA director. Helen Grant, Conservative MP. Um, Lord Mervyn King, who's the former governor of the Bank of England, which and for and ex Aston Villa director. So at least he oh, has yeah. football knowledge um, and background. And just a guy called. A guy called Greg Scott, lawyer. So he's got his money man. He's got his lawyer. He's got his political connects. The Gary Neville 11. Yeah, he, he, either that or he's either going to do some sort of remake of Ocean's 8. <laughs> Is he trying to rob the FA? <laughs> Steal the fax machine? <laughs> the transfer computer. Yeah. The fi- <laughs> that, uh, no, the fixtures computer. I no no. I think he's realised that if if all those players are worth all this money, and if you control the computer, you control the players. Ah. <laughs> Is Gary Neville <laughs> literally going to seize the means of production? 
if he got the 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 fax machine is this is this just been a long game because that fax machine stopped manchester united selling david De Gea to real madrid <laughs> and they've had to suffer the consequences of that for years well 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 i believe now that was real Ma- get the fax machine i believe that was real madrid's fax machine that fucked that one up actually <laughs> So that's I mean, sw- a swap for us. It's just the fax machine. You stop slagging off our game for a second. <laughs> At least it's not. You'll a... find our fax machines work perfectly. It's not Ask a bu- Lionel Messi. It's not a bureau fax. Yeah, bureau fax. What, what, a, what a company. Their share price must have gone through the roof this summer. It did. Because their exposure has never been higher. Yeah, it was like the most Google thing in Spain for like three days. <laughs> I would pass Spain and probably worldwide. Do you know what? I'm glad you told me that because there were so many people. I saw so many snooty people on um, on Twitter because in this country, quite a, a few places, including the BBC, I believe, reported that he'd essentially faxed in a, a transfer request because that's how we do things here, just normally. Um, and they misunderstood what it was. And you had all these people going, uh, actually, I think you'll find a Bureau of Facts is not a fax machine. It's completely different. I'm like, don't pretend you knew what a Bureau of Facts was until <laughs> 30 seconds ago. But they essentially were. They go, yeah, I've, I've actually known about Bureau of Facts before it was cool. <laughs> I've always been into Bureau of Facts, actually, before even I was there before Messi was using them. <laughs> you know that there's some indie band in like Shoreditch who are now called Bureau of Facts. Well, no, 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 that's the thing. They're now not called Bureau of Facts because of Bureau... <laughs> they're the band the formerly known, formerly as, Bureau known as Bureau of Facts. Yeah, they're now called Scrotation Marks. <laughs> so, I kind uh, of like the idea of Gary Neville being all Novak Djokovic and forming a splinter group. Um, it's not quite splintery, though, is it? As I made it sound... <laughs> not really. It's more just him going... This is a bit of a mess. Should we try and sort of fix it? With a um, lot whereas of no- we have no power to fix it. Whereas Novak Djokovic was kind of like going, I might be making a lot of money, but I feel like I'm not making quite enough money. <laughs> can we fix that? More money. <laughs> <laughs> How do we fix that? Well, we can stop giving it to these bloody women for a start. <laughs> women. Yeah, Gary, there's not enough women on your team. How many women has he got on his team? He has at least two. I mean, that's something. He did have at least... He's got two. Do you know what he, he what he could have done? It would have put him over the top. But maybe he didn't want to do because um, it would have then been a Sky thing. Alex Scott. That would have been the dream ticket. Could you see the outrage on Twitter if that ever happened? Yes, I can, yeah. Yes, um, I- I really don't know much about her, but I think she's fabulous. Just there's a lot of outrage about people. There'd be a lot of outrage about Alex Scott if she made a cup of tea for some reason. Yeah. When <laughs> she could she could put an Instagram story about making a cup of tea, and people who swear that you should put the milk in last would all of a sudden be furious that she's putting the milk in last. <laughs> we, I think me and Chris like to play a game called Spot the Gammon and Spot the Racists. Like yeah. where every time something happens like this, she got offered the question of sport job. What, the Sue Barker job? Yeah. And there was outrage. What happened to Sue Barker? Uh, she got replaced. 
well, it sounds like it. There was outrage when they got rid of um, Matt Letizia and everyone, and everyone just automatically assumed that they were going to give it to Alex Scott. So they, yeah. they were furious at her, and she's not even done it yet. No. <laughs> Never it's even happened. Like, it's almost like that your country doesn't like change. We don't like change. Except you want everything to change because you don't want to be Europeans. But a lot of the people in your country do think that it means it will be like 1940 again. <laughs> You're racing to people. I've just, I've just, I've just seen an Instagram post from a, an ex England cricket captain. We can talk about this off pod about that. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, maybe something's going to happen. One point I would put, just put to you, Scott, as we talked about it, and this is, well, we, we can all talk about it. This is a bit of a nuclear option, but I've seen a lot of people talking about when people say the Premier League should help, the Premier League need to help. Um, the Premier League needs lower league football. Does it? Yes, because where do you send your players out on loan? Italy. <laughs> yeah so i can see the football league is a breeding ground and clubs do need players from i would say from higher echelons to help them develop and get game time you're right the 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 the, the lower leagues are a breeding ground but the premier league think that it's a breeding ground of debt and despair yeah. and hopelessness I mean, it is probably at least two of those three things. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, you can look at a couple of championship clubs and just look at them like that, like Derby and Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, well, they're not all going to go to the wall, so why not just have B teams and then the ones that survive and we'll call it Premier League 2. <sighs> Electric Boogaloo. Oh, God. This is all going down the EFL trophy route with under-21 teams. It doesn't look... as It doesn't work badly in Spain. Our B teams play competition football with Segunda B side. Can they not... So, they don't get promoted or relegated. Promoted. Yeah. I wasn't actually being serious about that They can get promoted, but only so far. Um, yeah, but, I wasn't being serious about that part. Um, <laughs> and also... Um, I actually had um, Sid Lowe talk about this the other day, and he said exactly the same as ever. It works quite well. However, culturally, it probably wouldn't ever work in England. I'm more getting to the point of there are plenty of sports, American sports, mm-hmm. where they don't need relegation. And they have like a, a, a regional, a geographical divide about how they do things in these certain American sports, which helps quite a lot. But we wouldn't even really need that at the highest level. What I'm saying is that if we ended up with the Premier League and it clo- it just pulled the drawbridge up and said, this is the Premier League now. Like, does the... Pre- I'm not 100% sure the Premier League does need... Lower league football. I'm not saying I'm in favour of any of this, Scott, because I can see the anger and sort of just... (laughs) There's a mix of feelings in your eyes and none of them are positive. Tiredness. (laughs) I'm just not convinced that everyone's insistence that it needs it 
is actually there. I'm not saying it might be overall beneficial for the product, but there are a lot of arguments that would say, but or a lot of people who would argue, sorry, but maybe we'd actually see a higher standard of football if there was no relegation because teams could be more... There would no need to be play survival football, right? You'd be playing... Competitive football and going for it. Yeah. That might be true. That might not. Who knows? We don't We don't live in that world. But I'm if just putting it out there. happened and they, 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 they got the power that they wanted, what happens when that day comes around again where UEFA, say, float the idea of a European Super League again? But the thing is, UEFA don't float those ideas, do they? The clubs float those ideas. Well, one day, FIFA will go, uh, UEFA will go, hmm, that sounds like money. <laughs> They'll just get on the phone to Andrea Agnelli at Juventus because he's been floating that idea for quite oh, a yeah, long time. Oh, yeah, he's wanted it for like 20 years. Yes. Well, one day, perhaps, perhaps we should leave it there. One day, <laughs> I think his wish will come true. Me too. Perhaps we should leave it there. <laughs> let's talk. Let's now preview the Premier League games that are coming up. So, can we talk about the best team in the land? We can definitely talk about the best <laughs> team in the land because it's the first game on Saturday. <laughs> lunchtime kickoff. It's a lunchtime kickoff. Are the best team at home or are they away? They're definitely at home. They're Everton. And who are they playing? Some team from Liverpool, apparently. He conceded seven and then. Heard of him? Yeah. I'm almost annoyed that there's been this gap because it's meant that there's been a delay. There's mm. been are there's they... been some difficult. There's some difficult feelings. There's uh, a lot of nausea. And Liverpool could come... still be missing a couple of players as they tested positive for COVID. I don't know. Well, they're still going to be missing some players, but one of them was Shakiri. I'm not really sure that counts. Because it was Nami Keita. I think he will be one of the newer ones who'll be missing, but I think Thiago will be back. My guess is that Thiago and Mane will be back. Will be back because it's been two weeks. That's never going to make a difference against the best team in the land. <laughs> That's what I keep telling them. And one of the best number tens playing in the but... Premier League. <laughs> Didn't Lucas Digne get injured playing for France? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Who's going to play left back? What's Leighton Baines doing? Can we have him? <laughs> <He's> retired. <laughs> Do we have a breaking case of emergency, Leighton Baines thing? <laughs> um, let us have a look at the Premier League injury table and see. Everton have 10 injuries. That's not ideal. Oh, wow. I don't know who Colombia were playing in the... Um... They were playing Venezuela on one of the okay. games. They weren't playing anybody at altitude or anything like no. that because Argentina played... Bolivia. Ecuador or something. Bolivia. And yeah. apparently Messi said he was exhausted at halftime. That happens when you play in La Paz. They got beat 6-1 there not so long yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Right, so Everton have Luca Dunia, Yerry Mina... Andrew Gomez. No, not Yeri. <laughs> Andrew Gomez and Alan all out. However, they all have potential return dates of the 17th, which is Saturday. That's Saturday. 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 Yeah, we all power through. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Gomez is the most likely to recover. Apparently, Yeri Mina and Luca Dinho are 50-50. I would guess that they are all going to play. I'll tell you who's not pulling his way. Seamus Conman. Return date, 18th. 18th. Why is he waiting to the day after? What's wrong with yeah. that? Yeah. What is wrong with him? Come on. 
let's have a look at Liverpool because that's going to be the Navigator other. <laughs> is that what it is now? Yeah, it's going to be other. Uh, he's ruled out, so there is no Navigator. Okay. Sadio Mane is a hundred percent. I think he's going to return. Same with Thiago. Um, Alisson still ruled out. That's the big thing that we've got yeah, that we've forgotten about. He's got four to six weeks with a shoulder injury. Wait, yeah, it, no chance to play against Everton. It says here was the update that was given on the fourth of October. So, Adrian, <laughs> could you guys say the nice things that I can't? I don't want to say. Adrian, Adrian is, gone. is rubbish. Is it going to be a shoot on sight? Shoot on sight policy from Hammers. Okay. It do you do you think as much as I said I'm upset about it, do you think that maybe there's a benefit for Everton that there's been this gap after the seven two, so we haven't had sort of like angry Liverpool? Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably a benefit. Um because well you know Jurgen Glob will have been very angry about <laughs> About how sloppy they were. Oh, they clearly weren't <laughs> sloppy, were they? <laughs> they were anything but sloppy. <laughs> They're the complete opposite of sloppy. Um, it's probably a good thing for Everton that it's probably taken the sting out of it. Um, and Everton have got a little bit of a rest to you know get to hundred percent again. And it's not been a bad break for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, has it? He did score for England. I know that. He did. That did happen. He pretty much scores with everything he does. He's going to get another hat-trick, right? I mean... Yeah, come on, Scott. Say, say more nice things for me. Yeah. Well, he's in my dream team, so I hope he scores at the weekend. Along with Hammers. Um, I've been impressed. I've been really, really impressed with Everton. I think this is the side that Ancelotti wanted when he took over. Because I'm not going to lie, there was a bit of Deadwood there, wasn't there? And some of it. Yes, need- sir. Yes, some of it needed to be shifted. And the start that like you've got. Some of it's still there. Oh, are you going to name names, or are we just going to whisper it quietly? Gilfie. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gilfie. But he can fit into that into that team, can yeah, he? But as a back as, as a backup, or are you? Got, yeah, he's he's a good backup. I'm just gonna say this: Are you confident? Alex <laughs> that, That's a lot. Um, that's a lot right. of money as well. <laughs> so what I'll say is, if if I was just to look at the teams and add sort of and just be be um almost objective. I can't see a situation where the best team in the land doesn't absolutely batter this Liverpool team. However, I have about 20 years of precedent that suggests. <laughs> Welcome to being a football fan. <laughs> yeah. That is neither going to happen, nor be anywhere close. It's the hope, isn't it? It's the hope that gets you. Everton are going to win 2-1. I, I can't Yeri's remember the last score. time I was more... Actually, Yerry Mina is going to score all three goals. <laughs> A Yerry Mina hat trick. <laughs> two, two goals, one in the wrong end. That's what he does. Oh, okay. So that's he's why just, I, I see. He's not going to get a hat trick. That'd be crazy. 
I mean, is that a hat trick? Who knows? I'm certainly calling it one. <laughs> I'm still uh, for Yeri. I am confident, Scott. I can see it in your eyes. Oh, why have you said it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident and terrified at the same time. <laughs> That's there fine. There we go. And that now I'm not allowed sense. anyone round to hold, hold me, me while the game takes place. That have, used to be a tradition. Do you have alcohol <laughs> in your fridge? Um, I know because you don't keep rum in the fridge. Okay, I was going to say beer, but do you have? But when is it, it too early for rum? No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Rum and It's going to be a great day. If you think it is, remember it's one thirty where I am, not twelve thirty. <laughs> Will I, be getting... I will get you through this game if it's the last thing that I do. Will I be getting drunk text messages off you, off you at like five past three on Saturday afternoon? He's on mute. There'll, there'll be voice notes of me singing, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> singing songs. Um, if it helps, I will go shot for shot with you on rum. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we'll both send in voice messages where we are singing songs. <laughs> I believe that's a verbal contract, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't care what legal system they claim they've got in Spain. Are we going to get that a fa- Are we going to get a Fabrizio Romano tweet going? Here we go. <laughs> right, so I'm I'm not going to. So Emma's going two one. Scott, what are you saying? I'm going to say one all draw. I'll be picking those splinters out of my backside. Oh, you pricked all the the air just going out of my balloon as you said that. <laughs> so. The next game is uh, the three o'clock game. I'm not sure. Do you have to pay £15 to watch this one? I'm not sure what's going oh, on yet. I mean, um, is it not on this, Sky or BT or they stopped doing that? Or... I'll have a look while we talk about this. So this is Chelsea versus Southampton. Um, Chelsea are, are doing all right, I suppose, as much as no, no one's favourite here, are they? But... Um, they've had an all right start. Southampton have been a bit up and down. Only a point separates them, though. So what do we see going on here, Scott? What's, where's your where's your money? Well, I've read reports that Lampard's fallen out with Ngolo Kante and that he could be off in January. And he could... I say he's an important cog on the wheel in that midfield. And I'm, see, I remember last year Southampton won at Stamford Bridge 2-0. So... That's the kind of thing that Chris would have had written down in his notepad. But you don't, because you fell asleep. I don't, because I, and I use it for work. But but my notepad does say, Curious George on the case of the Ebola virus. Nice. So. Love you. Who's, who's better? Do you know what? Chris's with notes or mine? A bone of virus. <laughs> with a very niche gag. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, and if anything explains, it, it describes this podcast better than anything, I think it's niche, niche gags. Yeah, niche gags all the way. <laughs> I can't believe anybody would... F- uh, how can you make Ngolo Kante angry? He's always yeah, so smiley and he seems sweet, so lovely. Sweetest guy. Yeah. Why would you want to make your, one of your best players angry as well? Is he... On a team that can't defend. It's the Jose Mourinho method. It is. So this this is on BT Sport Extra, which doesn't help answer oh, my question. Red, it's the red button behind the main main channel. I think doesn't. Okay. 
BT have the I think it would have been BT Sport pay-per-view, right? Uh, yeah. I guess. Like showcase. So maybe you are allowed to watch that one, guys. Who knows? Um, Chelsea heavy favourites with the bookmakers. Scott, you're saying that they Southampton won again last won here last season. Are they going to win here this season? Yes. <laughs> he says. He says anxiously. Because if you that pick... was the most non-committal yes, yes I've ever heard. I think we need to yeah. stop whispering into the mics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly said a very bad word there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, some women who I've worked with in this the past don't like. This isn't, a, this isn't an ASMR podcast. Yes, I was going to say that. I mean, it could be. Uh, could be. Um, stop muting yourself when you're eating chicken. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh, right. You paid big money for that. Yeah, true. So I could drink my water next to my mic, because it's empty. Um, I'm going to go. Anyone with anyone with misophonia is not going to be tuning in, though. That's the problem. No, I'm going to split your audience immediately. I'm going to go for a shock Southampton away win. Yeah, a one nil Danny Ing special. I'll take that because he's in my dream team. I'm starting to see how Scott's decisions are made. Yeah, don't. <laughs> when you come to the Wolves game, you'll know my decisions. Emma, Southampton, do you give them as much hope as, uh, um, as Scott here? <laughs> I didn't bother to do a fantasy team this year um, because I figured everything had just get cancelled at some point. Um, <laughs> Still time. So I didn't think it was worth it. Um, so my decision is not based on fantasy league points, uh, but I think Southampton. I think Southampton will get a point. I think it'll be a draw. Considered by, and that's going to be caused what by Chelsea conceding on the break after having gone one 0 up. Yes, Chelsea will do something stupid. And not paying um, your best. Oh, talking about, talking about talking about uh, talking about Chelsea and doing something stupid. I believe. Um, Mendy got injured on international duty. Oh no! So no, ret- no return date currently being assessed. So he is. Um... Kepa, kepa, kepa. <laughs> so Southampton will have a shoot on site policy. Shoot so, outside the box. See what happens. It'll be interesting to see whether that. Um... Imagine if he comes back and is like a hero, just sort of like Southampton <laughs> dominate the game. Kepa makes like twenty amazing saves. Chelsea with one nil, with an xG of like 0.2. Like, yeah, like what do we do with Kepa now? We sell him for. That's true. We, million pounds. That's true. We don't want this to happen because that's going to just help Chelsea out, isn't it? It's just yeah, it really is. Yeah. In reality, what's going to happen? He's going to come in and he's going to concede four goals. <laughs> And Scott's going to have a very happy um, fantasy football day. Oh, yeah. None of them scored by Danny Ings. Boo. Ernst. <laughs> Damn you, Emma. Okay. Um, the logic dictates to me that Chelsea are probably going to win this game. And as much as we all want Southampton, I, I feel like when Chris isn't here, I have to be responsible for being the sort of like... <laughs> The, the non-renegade. Yeah, I have to be the one who's like going. No, we don't all just hate Frank Lampard. No, we do. Chris is gone. Chris is gone. It's fine. But right, this is a new era. Southampton all the way. <laughs> there I, we go. I will say this: Southampton will be set up a lot more better than Crystal Palace was. 
Okay. That feels like a dig at Roy Hodgson. Is that he's not... still on the floor? No, I love Roy. <laughs> Does anybody so... love Roy? I was going to say his mum, but I... I'm almost certain that's not appropriate. I think she's like uh, Mr. Burns' mum. All <laughs> she can do is dial and yell. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I think. Right, so the 5:30 game is actually another. So you've you've had you've had, you've had the Merseyside derby. You, you, you've had a great a great sort of early afternoon. Chelsea Southampton was a bit of a downer. <laughs> then you've got Man City Arsenal. Ooh. The return of Mikel Arteta, the uh, the master versus the apprentice, which um, we had that with Man City Leeds last time around, the other way around, didn't quite work out for Pep. Everyone talks about how this Arsenal team are rejuvenated under under Arteta. They're five to one to win. Doesn't feel that promising. Um, that's worth a punt though. Is this game not on TV? That can't be right. Um, I'm sure it's on TV. It must be on TV. It's at 5:30. That's worth, um, that's worth a punt though. Five to one. You might. How do we feel about how do we feel about Man City Arsenal ever? Well, if anybody knows Star Wars, then Master versus Apprentice always goes well for the Apprentice. For the Apprentice. Mhm. What about when Obi Wan cuts off Anakin's legs? Sure, but Anakin still managed to be Darth Vader and really evil and badass. Yeah. So he still won. He lived. I mean, he did live and he did then kill, well, not kill Obi-Wan. What happened to Obi-Wan? Just disappeared. Um, <laughs> so some... some I do like to think... I do like to think of Pep Guardiola being Palpatine. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Uh, uh, it's funny that Scott can tell me that the game's on Sky Sports, but Sky Bet, but normally he tells me when every game is on, isn't interested in telling me that it's on one of their sister products. <laughs> live, live football. You think they'd advertise that? Live yeah, you would. LiveFootballOnTV.com. There's your place to go. I really like Arsenal. God, so, I, it makes me feel like a bad person every time I say it. Well, we've talked about this, haven't we? Yeah. We, we could have we could have our counselling sessions about this. <laughs> it's, it's group group therapy for, for for people with friends who support Arsenal. <laughs> it leeches into your life. <laughs> um, it looks like from this here, I'm not sure if this is 100 percent true, but there's a suggestion that Aubameyang might have had a suspicious injury that meant he didn't go on international duty, but is now perfectly fit. Um. <laughs> One of sure. those that Ryan Giggs always used to have. One of those ones, yeah. Kieran Tyranny, however, looks set to most likely miss the game, but that would be a late call-up. That was due to COVID, I think he... Uh... No, it's just... Ah. Uh... Oh, yes, we're yeah. having some discussions with authorities and hope to know more this afternoon. Yeah. This is about whether he... Um... Him, Stuart Armstrong and one other player, I think it was. Stuart Armstrong and one other player don't play for Arsenal, though, so it's not really... No, if it's Stuart Armstrong <laughs> plays for Southampton, so, yeah. Um, and who are Man City missing? Uh, Aguero. Um, Aguero, whose potential return date is this game, but it does say 25% chance. Um, 
Gundogan, who I imagine is always on this list. Gabby Jesus. <laughs> and also has a potential return date for this game, 75%. Jesus, 50% this game. Zinchenko, 25%, but might make it back to this game. Sterling, 50% this game. De Bruyne, 50, uh, 75% this game. So The latter two will play. Man City's first team is not available. <laughs> Arsenal had a much bigger chance then for a minute, but then you said 75% chance for giving yeah, De Bruyne. And a 50 oh. for Raheem Sterling. The latter two that will changed, play. Oh. Yeah. That changed everything, did that? But they still have that defence. And Arsenal will definitely get at them. One would imagine. Yeah, I can see that happening because I can probably see Pep doing something stupid again. I wonder if you may agree with me, Emma, if him overthinking things. He does have a, a nasty habit of that. Doing it against his we, old team. He's going to give Arteta enough credit. Yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to do it because Arteta is against his old old team. I wonder, I wonder if Thomas Partey will slip straight into the Arsenal team as well. No Thomas, no Partey. Sorry, I, I let oh, mis- right. I let myself I let myself out. <laughs> You've let yourself down. Yeah, go. I can go. Essentially, boo, Scott's boo prediction words. is if Tom, if Scott's prediction is if Thomas Partey plays, Arsenal are going to win. If Thomas Partey doesn't, they're going to lose. Otherwise, that pun was unacceptable. So that's the only answer that we have now. <laughs> I'm not asking you again. Emma, how do you think this game will go? <laughs> I think Arsenal might win. Well, wow. I'm going to hell. Bring you um, some I'm going to remain loyal to to, <laughs> to, to our Lord and Saviour, Mr Pep Guardiola. And I will suggest that Man City will beat this game because Arsenal going to Arsenal. Yeah, there is always that. <sighs> the eight o'clock game: Newcastle versus Manchester United. Um, that's, Newcastle. That's actually on Sky Box, Sky Sports box office. I did double check. The, the, okay. So those games are actually going to be on PPV. So maybe well, you are going to have to pay for that man for that Chelsea game. Yeah. Will right. either of you, lovely gentlemen, be paying fifteen pounds for the privilege no. to watch Manchester United? No. Uh, probably not. Match of the day will um, be fine. So this is a battle of ninth versus sixteenth. It's not the way around you expect it to be. So Newcastle are ninth, the main ninth. Newcastle ninth, Manchester United sixteenth. That's exactly the way I expect it to be. <laughs> okay. Um, Manchester United proved themselves to be use- largely useless since they um, since the season started. Newcastle found some players, right? Some of the Players who can score them some goals. Um, Newcastle fans are still not happy, but never going to be happy until <laughs> a lot of things change up there, are they? So, um, no Martial for Manchester United. He's going to be suspended after the softest red card in the history of, of professional football. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, no real injury concerns for Manchester United. Cavani probably not going to be fit. Oh no, Cavani has COVID. Excellent. No, it's in, it's in quarantine. Of course he does. It's a quarantine, well, isn't it? Self self isolating isolating as a precaution. Yeah, it's a fourteen day quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that because he's not from? All right, I see. Yeah, he came from Uruguay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Will Alex Tellers have to do that because he came from Portugal? 
if they're following the rules. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Luke Shaw at left back. Alan San Maximum signed a new deal. He might want to feel pretty and. Oh, well, Newcastle have a lot of injury players injured, but I don't know enough about whether any of them are any use. Um, Matt Ritchie, Matt Longstaff, Jamal Lewis, Alex San Maximan, Jamal LaSalle's, Yedlin, Kieran Clark, Paul Dummett, all potential injury misses for this game. So Maximan will be a big miss up front. Or out wide. Well, they're varying from... San Maximan is the most likely to play at 75% according to this. Um, I imagine, again, this is one of those... He's he's questionable, but he'll probably play. Yeah. Um, it's away from home. Manchester United have been an absolute shit show. Players away in international duty. I'm not sure I can see the situation having improved at all. Harry Maguire got sent off playing for England, didn't he? He did. He's having a bad old time. I did see someone suggest that he needs a break. That's probably quite reasonable. Yeah. What, like like a holiday to a Greek island? uh, (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Not soon enough. Uh, Yeah, I did see a couple of you suggest just give the lad a break. Give him two weeks off. I imagine imagine Greece is very much on Harry Maguire's no fly (laughs) zone. No. Um, as, as we're very soon going to have Interpol red notices about Harry Maguire. <laughs> um, I fancy Newcastle to get something here. Me too. I do as well. I Draw. mean, yeah. No win. Yeah, win. Manchester are terrible. I'm going to go terrible. I'm going to go draw. You two can go for the win. That's fine. I want to point out that apart from... I'm not even going to look at it, so I'm just going to assume that Everton were favourites to win the game. Um, apart from that, we are majorly picking the Southampton, Arsenal, and now Newcastle. We're, it's going to be a... It's like we've gone... Wow. Yeah. We've essentially gone, the last day of Premier League football was nuts. The next one is definitely yeah. going to be just as crazy. <laughs> so that'll tail off you Sunday. You'll be all thinking, what's going on? And then you think, you'll be just... Upsets everywhere. Everyone's excited for more Premier League football. What's the first thing Sunday has to offer, Scott? It's Sheffield United. It's Fulham. It's no one cares. Why did I get up early for this? Yeah. Plus, no. The the, the plus side is Sheffield United have got themselves off the bottom of the table, right? They're already off the bottom. Yeah. They're going to make a gap between them and Fulham. Yeah. Sheffield United, Fulham still on zero. Didn't we say this last week or two weeks ago? <laughs> didn't we? Didn't we talk about this? What's that? That Sheffield United have to beat Fulham. Yeah, they're, yeah. Well, they're going to beat Fulham, aren't they? Yeah. I can't see any situation no, no. Um, especially after the just follow the Sheffield United movie plot that Jesse gave us last week. <laughs> David McGoldrick. <laughs> I feel like a team of me, you, and Scott could beat Fulham. We'd at least score. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out what our tactics would be. One, I don't think we need tactics. One, one, one. No. Uh, we just play as individuals. So like Barcelona. 
Yes, yeah, just individual brilliance. It's the only way we know. It's just individual brilliance. So, uh, fortunately for Sheffield United, though, they've got eleven professional footballers playing for them. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them for the win, Scott. Yeah, Sheffield United. Comfortably. I also think they might win. Yeah, Fulham yeah. are gonna concede a lot of goals this season. So, once you've had that and you need a bit of a palate cleanser, and you're gonna need a palate cleanser, it's the the oddest rivalry in. in Premier League football it is the Crystal Palace Brighton rivalry yeah I don't understand that I think it's to do with one person once accidentally upset someone on a train once and now they none of them like each other that there's, makes sense there was also an incident in the changing rooms wasn't there when someone left you have to bring the tone down don't you Scott you always want to talk about that you bring it up when it's not even appropriate. So you're trying to bring it up now when you've got an opportunity. Someone left a jobby in the in the toy in the dressing room. A what? Scott, Scott, Scott. What happens is Scott's radar goes off and he's like, "Oh, I've got an opportunity to talk about someone shitting on the floor." Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone shit on. Oh, I. Oh. So they played each other in the playoffs. I want to say. This is what resulted in Gus Poyet being fired on yeah, live TV. Yeah, on live TV, yeah. So must... Was it him? No. Well, who knows? I... They never tested it for DNA. Enough about what should only be referred to as the incident. The incident, not the job. Let's jobby. talk about the game. Uh, I'm going Brighton. I like Brighton. I like the way they play football. I, think... I also like Brighton. We've also talked that how the coach is more proactive with the team that they got. This feels like a prime opportunity for Brighton to let me down. It will probably I'm happen. I'm going to go with Brighton. Same. Emma, thoughts on Brighton or Crystal Palace Brighton? Uh, sounds like something I'll take a nap through. What, you mean after the excitement of Sheffield United Fulham? Mm. The non-stop action, action, action. Do you have to say action three times? Yes. Well, I guess you're the you're the professional. <laughs> I think it'll be a draw, probably. Uh, I imagine this to be a game that I won't partake in as well. Hopefully, there'll be something else on. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I'm a flexible kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> the sort of the main event, but not the final course the main but it's not the main meal what would this be so Sheffield United Sheffield United Fulham is the soup course cheese and biscuits Crystal, Crystal, no you have cheese and biscuits at the end if you're an absolute yeah <laughs> don't don't bring cheese and biscuits into this because then, then I've not got enough courses and I, just a minute ago I had too many Crystal Palace Brighton is, is, is your starter your main course is going to be Tottenham West Ham. Well, no, isn't Sheffield United your starter? Well, that's a soup. Uh, well, I went with soup as opposed to cheese and biscuits. And I think that makes more sense because otherwise you're making Crystal Palace versus Brighton the main course. Ooh. No, Sheffield United would be your um, starter. Okay. Uh, Crystal Palace would be your fish course. Right, okay. Which seems right for Brighton. Seaside, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like your thoughts. I mean, 
the games at Crystal Palace is going to be some horrible course. Croydon fish. The next match would be your main course. And then, disappointingly, <laughs> Leicester versus Aston Villa would be your dessert. And you say disappointed. who is a trained professional pastry chef, uh, I do not accept that. <laughs> I, I would point out that Leicester Aston Villa is currently second versus third in the Premier League. <laughs> Still not dessert, though, is it? <laughs> it's not the sweet finish that you want. <laughs> no, but I imagine then there's like Barcelona playing at like nine o'clock on a Sunday no, night. No, we're playing on Saturday, I'm afraid. Oh. What are Real Madrid doing? They can always bring some sort of. No, not even Real Madrid can help this situation. You can probably watch Roma Benevento on Saturday, on Sunday um, night. Well, there is there is Betis versus Sociedad. Be I feel like Roma Benevento would very much be the coffee course. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um. Tottenham versus West Ham. West Ham on a strange run of games. I imagine they're going to let David Moyes into the ground. That's going to be a problem, isn't it? Yeah, he, he can, he's now allowed <laughs> they back in. Him. They do do much better without him, but also Tottenham aren't actually doing that bad. Um, is it weird that they've scored, is it 11 goals in their last two away games and then they've lost? To Everton, at, uh, to Everton at home and drew with Newcastle. That's what's weird about losing to Everton. No, no. <laughs> yeah, explain your workings out. I'm I a could... Tottenham fan. I look at it. I go, we lost to the best team in the land. Fair dice. No, do you just see them winning a lot away from home and then stinking the joint out at home? No. Just I, I really it's... don't think home and away advantage means anything right now. Okay. Yeah. It's just how much travelling you have to do before the game or whether you slept in your own bed or not. True. Um, and, and in the case of playing games at Everton, whether you have to get changed in a porter cabin in the car park. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Which is a, the perfect place to put a bunch of a bunch of a squad which has players suspected of having COVID. COVID, so. yeah. Jurgen Klopp's going to love that. Going to be the the final nail in the Liverpool COVID coffin. Um, we going Tottenham to, are going to win this, right? Yeah, I was going to say gonna Tottenham. Win. Yeah, six one. There's a point between them in the league, but there's been a golfing class, I think. Where, in the games where Tottenham have turned it on, they have been really good. Mm. Harry Kane looks like he's back to his best form. He's not not scoring as many goals, but he is. He's put on. So, I mean, he has like five assists or six assists already this season. Um, when you and if you still got other players putting them away, which has always been Tottenham's failing, right? Let's have a look and see whether there are any. Injury reasons why we shouldn't be so confident in Tottenham. We know Gareth Bale's out, don't we? Gareth Bale's out, but again, in a in Seamus Coleman style, expected potential return date the 18th. Mm. I'm going to argue that a lot of the a lot of these Spurs players aren't trying their hardest. Gareth Bale 18th, Lacelso 18th, Eric Dyer 18th. Oh no, hold on, they play on the 18th. That's fine. Oh, they'll be. They'll be fine. <laughs> sure. That, no, Spurs will be fine. 
can't believe that Gareth Bale's real anymore. Well, that, this this quote they were suggesting when he when on the 30th of September that he was targeting coming back after the international break. So, see with this, what a Europa League game on Thursday, isn't it? I expect perhaps we won't see him. We won't see him from the start, but I reckon Gareth Bale makes an appearance in this game. Yeah, see with that Europa League. Got to save him League. for that big Europa League clash. Yeah. yeah, I am definitely going for Tottenham in my prediction there, quite comfortably. Yeah. Me too. Um, right, Emma, for dessert. No oh, God. It's uh, Aston Villa free wins from free. Mhm. Magnificent. Kind, what kind of dessert are we going for with this? Well, judging by the, the the quality of game I'm expecting, it's going to be something stodgy. Leaden. Jam roly-poly? Yeah, like a sticky toffee pudding. Really, really heavy. And makes you want to have a nap. And sleep it off. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be, at the moment, it sounds like you're doing a lot of sleeping on yeah, Sunday. Because you're... you're... <laughs> You're waking up late to miss miss Sheffield United Fulham. You're then having a nap through Crystal Palace Brighton. <laughs> you might watch Tottenham and then you're going back, back to Palace. Will you be making a quote going, I'm like a toasted cinnamon bun? <laughs> well, I probably won't be watching uh, Leicester versus Aston Villa because I'll be watching Sociedad versus Betis because that's a much more attractive proposition. Um. But Aston Villa can do no wrong for the gift that they gave us before the international break. It was a gift that will keep on giving. Uh, it, it was a gift, you're right. It was a gift. Um, and I feel like I owe them. And at the same time, they'd be bloodying the nose of Brendan Rodgers. So they'd also, in a way, it'd be like an extra little bonus <laughs> gift. Mm-hmm. It's just a win-win again. Um, and it'll be there'll be something quite funny about Aston Villa being on having won four from four, and if the unthinkable had happened the day before, potentially being top of the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, but that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. That, that's irrelevant. That's yeah. Moot point. Not gonna happen. Um. So, as much as I'm, the logical part of my brain is telling me that Leicester. I'm gonna back. To, I'm gonna back my boy Ross Barkley to do it again. Yeah. A- Agent Barkley strikes again. Fuck logic. <laughs> oh, that sounds. Aston like Villa three nil. That sounds like something that got us in this mess before we're in now. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're all here. <laughs> Scott, join us. I'm gonna go two what two one Villa two one. Your nickname can be Cosmos. Ooh. <laughs> Villa, excellent. Now, as we're running out of time or spending too much time, Scott, talk to us about Italy. So the first one, the first games back is the Milan Derby on Saturday afternoon at five o'clock. So if you've got Premier Sports like me and you don't want to watch any of the Premier League games on Saturday, come and join me and I'll be watching it. Actually, don't come and join me because that might break the six, the the rule of six. Look at him. Showing off that he's allowed to have people around. <laughs> Tier one. 
probably be tier two soon. <laughs> no, uh, that should be a good game. Uh, the other one is uh, Crotone Juventus, but Juve have had two positive tests, and one of them looks like he broke protocol and flew back from Portugal to Turin this week, and that was the one. Is it Cristiano Ronaldo? Is it Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. Is it Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. Did he break protocol, or do they have like special protocols for um, players? Because I know that sort of like the special protocol for sportsmen in the UK, but it means they don't have to do the isolation and okay. stuff like that. Italy is obviously different. Italy makes its rules up depending on by region, which ends yeah. up with, with disasters, as we spoke about last week. Yeah, the other player is Winston McKenney, um, the American player. Um, so we were talking about the Juve Napoli situation last week. Shock. Horror. Guess what happened? Did Juve win a game when no games were being played? Yeah, they won three 0 and Napoli were docked one point. Ooh, that seems harsh. Yeah, common... that does. That feels like a, the, the last sort of like kicking the teeth. Doesn't yeah. It? yeah. When a man's down, kick him. That I saw a lot of Juventus fans were like, hmm, like oh yeah, three points, three 0 win. I was like, really? Because that could happen to you this weekend. And will Crotone have to come onto the pitch? Will they renounce their team? Because if they do, that will be some shit housery and that'll be karma coming back to bite them on the arse. I'm not sure Italy's quite down with its precedence, though. I know. Common sense is just not. It's, but I can, Napoli will take this to court and it will probably end up being replayed. I hope, but... Is uh, Ronaldo going to miss the Champions League match against Barcelona? Is that next week? I can't remember. So it's 14 days. Did you not hear the hope in her voice? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's like, please, please let It's not hope because I think he's, you know, going to be the deciding factor. It's because I don't want to read about people saying it's Messi versus Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. So if it's next week, he'll... It's not next week. We're playing Beren Varos. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he'll miss this game. I think he'll miss the next four games. So, um, so Napoli Juve is going to court, which is what we all want in our sport, isn't it? Yeah. Courtroom drama. Courtroom drama. Dick swinging contest. Emma, anything exciting happening in Spain? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. I did read that maybe. There were going to be 5,000 fans that into the Betty Sociedad game. But I don't think that's going to be a thing. Is that because they can't find 5,000 fans who want to go to, to the <laughs> Sociedad game? That's not fair. Hey, I've seen some of those TV shows, some of those coverage where they're It'd be better than I'd rather see sparse fans in your um your crazy your, your <laughs> crazy virtual crowd. Ones. I thought you loved our um overproduction of <laughs> league. I mean, it has a place in my heart. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's I don't think anything super exciting is happening. Um, Barcelona are playing uh, Getafe, and that that'll be boring. Getafe will probably win. And before that, Real Madrid are playing Cariz. 
Well, we did. We'll win that. I mean, there's, there's not really much to go on here. I'll be really suggesting that Barcelona are going to lose to Getafe. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 so recently, right? The FIFA virus, right? <laughs> well, you know, Messi had to play at altitude, and if and Coleman now was a now good he's manager, tired. if Coleman was a good manager, he wouldn't start him. But Coleman's not a good manager, <laughs> so. He will absolutely start him. Apparently... Uh, what, um, what I like there is that you're throwing down a challenge <laughs> to a manager to do something that no manager has done in the last 15 years. Just rest him. He needs it. He's he's old. He's our age. Let's not call him old. Yeah, he's 33. <laughs> Yeah, he's younger than us. But <laughs> I'm actually older than him. That makes me feel. Yeah, me too. I feel really good about it. <laughs> I'm actually younger than him, so. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Antoine Griezmann was playing for France um, and made some comment about um, when he plays for the French national team, the manager knows which position to play him in. Is that the one in the World Cup where he's largely ineffective? Because <laughs> I remember that position as well. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but so you had it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing interesting happening in Spain. Uh, do we have any other business? No, none for me. No. 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 Well, you've already said that nothing interesting is happening, Emma. So I wasn't exactly. expecting you to be. Yeah. To, to be jumping to the. Jumping to the defence of anyone. Is there any other interesting games anywhere? Has anyone checked what's going on in don't the Super Don't do Premier this. League? We don't care about the Iranian Super League. We don't. Um, Hoffenheim Dortmund might be interesting. That's all I've got. All I've got. So, uh, beyond that, we're out, right? Scott, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Scott underscore Monroe. Um, Emma's wiped her presence on the internet. She has yeah. no internet presence at all. Mm-hmm. So don't even look. Can't find it. It's not there. That sounds like a challenge now. Stop that. <laughs> Someone will be like, challenge accepted. <laughs> In a Barney Stinson be... way. And they will be absolutely unceremoniously blocked from any content. <laughs> How can they be blocked? We just said there isn't any content. You've given the game away. Secret content. Secret content. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at AdamSA101. Um, you can catch us on Facebook at Man on the Post, Twitter on at Man on the Post, and Instagram at Man on the Post. There's a bit of a theme. We'll get looking for Man on the Post content. We're available on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, I think, all of the above, just wherever you get a podcast from. Um, uh, hopefully, now there's football back, we can expect Chris, Dave, Ross to have uh, a much more anti view to the Project Restart. I'm uh, not Project Restart, Project Big Picture and review uh, the Sunday games. Uh, beyond that, there's nothing left for us to say than... God, Scott, do you want to say it? I said it last time. I'm going to give everyone a chance. 
This is this is what happens when you have a coup. You share things out. I know. We're, we're a collective now. Oh God, socialism. Hey, you say that it's your turn next week. So it's like <laughs> the Scrubs podcast I listen to. I can say the the ending. Uh, always keep your man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>